Hey, welcome once again. This is Ellen Iron Dove. Dialogue is the key to reform. Access is the key to dialogue. At Iron Dove, you can find both. Come on down, talk it up, and let's see what we can figure out. So yesterday I was talking about the government censoring Dr. Hansen, this expert on global warming. And it's not just about censoring him. It's about censoring everyone. That's the problem. It seems that the chairman of the House Science Committee criticized NASA after the top climate scientists and several public affairs officers complained about political pressure. They assert that the uh, White House is applying undue pressure and not allowing them to present information that would be intended to, to elicit public discussion of global warming. Global warming is a huge problem. I mean, here in New York, it's like 60 degrees in February. This is like the coldest month of the year. I'm really bummed out because I thought we would go uh, skiing or snowboarding and it's not looking like there's going to be snow. So, you know, I think people are well aware of the climate changes and these scientists are experts. We've hired them to, to take care of these things that, that our lay people don't necessarily have the skills to be able to, to research, but these people do. And you can't, you can't manage a good scientific program where people are intimidated to not tell the truth or to only report things that your particular administration thinks are consistent with their policy, a policy of being megalomaniacs and taking over the world. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. This gentleman's trying to do the right thing, which is take care of the future of this planet so that our children and their children have a place to live and grow. This is a wake-up call. I mean, this is really a wake-up call. In the interview with Andy Revkin, which if you go online to uh, the New York Times.com, you can actually view a video interview. You know, this guy... <laughs> He said, I've been in this government for, for 30 years, working for the government in this agency for 30 years. And I have never, ever experienced this kinds of censorship or, or, uh, or anything. That, that this is a, a, a situation that's really terrible. Now, what's going on? What's going on in our government? You know, when you have people... That, that have these, this, this kind of a reputation, I, I, an expert in his field, 30 years of service, working tirelessly as a, as a scientist for the well-being of, of everyone in this, in this country and on this planet. And then all, lo and behold, along comes an administration that has a, an energy policy that's outrageous, and now he's, he's basically being threatened with dire consequences. What the heck is that about? This is outrageous. I can't even believe sometimes the stuff I hear. And I, I don't understand what is going on that our media isn't all over this. Why isn't CNN all over this? Why isn't, isn't Fox News all over this? Do they buy them too? I mean, what is going on here? I'd really love to know. I think people really need to start talking about this, really writing their comments. And let me tell you something. There are 
a number of senators up for re-election this year, 2006. Over 30. 33 for re-election this year. And people, you got to get out there and vote. This is absolutely, absolutely essential to the well-being of this country, that people get out there and vote and say what's on their mind and tell this administration what they really think with their vote. Now, I have been doing some research on the whole voting situation, which, you know, I mean, that's assuming that your votes actually count and that the voting companies that run these voting machines aren't bought and paid for as well, but let's assume that they're not, okay? I urge you to write to your congressmen. I urge you especially to write to your senators, and I urge you to ask them how far they're going to let this go when our scientists are being censored, when our people's freedoms are being repressed and when their privacy is being invaded and there are are secret courts and side deals and underhanded lawmakers. How far are we from being the type of government that George W. professes to condemn? His administration has become and is becoming everything that he expresses to be tyrannical. Elections matter. What is the Bush legacy so far? Intolerance, violence, war, censorship, invasion of privacy, Losses of freedom, corruption, fraud, and a, and a blatant lack of compassion for human life in a time of crisis, as in what happened with Hurricane Katrina. And now when you read things like this, where a well-respected senior scientist, director of NASA's Goddard Institute for Space Studies in Manhattan, a member in good standing of the National Aeronautics and Space Administration for 30 years is being censored and being told not to speak. You know, I mean, this guy's talking about limiting, heat-trapping, smokestacks, curbing emissions, taking care of our planet, just taking care of our planet. And now he's not allowed to issue any kind of public speaking without having this pass through first the administration's Office of Public Affairs. No exceptions because, God forbid, he might say something that would give the wrong impression. What is the wrong impression? They can't get a wrong impression of this administration. This administration gives their own wrong impression simply by behaving like tyrants. And the more they behave like tyrants, the more obvious it is. And, and I don't understand, honestly, how 
intelligent people allow this stuff to go on unchecked. People, you must go out and vote. Anybody that hears me, listen to me. Your vote counts. It counts. That's why you have it. And if you don't use it, you're going to lose it because they're going to take it away. And don't think that that couldn't happen. You know, the war on terror. Oh, it was, it was booming right around the time elections happened last year. And Hmm. Lo and behold, it was some kind of weird talk about maybe we would have to suspend elections because how could we ensure people's security? That was not about ensuring people's security. That was about maybe not having an election. Think about that for a minute. People have no idea how the abuse of power travels. It's like a, it's like a plague. It's just going from place to place to place to place. It's like a virus infesting our government. And the complacency is, is our own fault. And yet it travels all the way up to the Senate. A bunch of pansies up there. Well, we don't really agree with Judge Alito's nomination, but we're playing ball. Come on, play ball. Everybody's worried about playing ball. You know, there should be term limits to this Senate thing because then it would eliminate the play ball mentality and people will actually do their jobs. And, uh, and I think that that's something that um, nobody in Senate actually wants to discuss, but I think that some of the, the citizen organizations and whatnot should really look into that and really start talking about insisting on term limits for senators, insisting on term limits for congressmen. These positions come with a tremendous amount of influence, not to mention really nice salaries. And You've got people. I mean, Robert Bennett coming up for re-election. Utah. This guy's 73. Go retire. Play golf somewhere, will you? I mean, enough already. Jim Bunning. 75. Find something else to do. Here's a good one. Robert Byrd, 89. Retire. It's time. You know, there are some senators that really work hard. They really do a great job. And, uh, and it's, it's commendable, but even those people, you know what, unfortunately or fortunately, however you want to look at it, nobody, not me, not you, not them, nobody is irreplaceable where they came from. There's a hundred people that could do the job just as well. And they should have an opportunity because you know what? in a situation where you have a democracy. You need to have this continual flow and exchange of new blood and new ideas and creativity and useful dialogue. And we have not any of that in our current Senate. None of it. None of it. You got a bunch of yes men, a bunch of people that are too worried about their next election to even vote their conscience. 
Well, I don't really think that, but, you know, it's, uh, is, what are they always calling it? They're calling it uh, presidential deference or something like that. Gentleman's Code, one of those cheeky agreements that says that we won't filibuster, we won't disapprove, we won't delay or obstruct any of the motions because it's a gentleman's agreement. We don't agree, but we're not going to fight with you. Well, that's not their job. Their job is if they don't agree, then they demand a review and rewriting of whatever it is they don't agree with. They're supposed to be acting in the best interests of all of us that can't be there every day. Their only job is to be there every day to look out for our best interests, and they just don't do that. And this is just such another indication of them not doing that, that it blows my mind. It is so disheartening. It is so discouraging. It really, truly is. And again, all I can say is vote, please. 33 members of the Senate of the United States of America are due to come up for re-election or to get the proverbial boot. And I must say that I think it would be great if they all got the boot. Every single last one of them. And I honestly don't even think that it matters if you vote Republican or Democratic. As long as we have new blood and new people with new ideas and new plans. Unless, of course, the administration buys the votes, in which case it could be a huge problem. But honestly, I think it's time. So, so that's what I think. Come on down, let me know what you think. I'd really love to know. Until tomorrow, this is Ellen Iron Dove, signing out.